welcome to episode three of Catching Foxes on Leavangelist.com. Catching Foxes is a weekly discussion show on all things culture and the impact that it has on our faith, especially for young adults. My name is Gomer, and I'm joined by my mysterious co-host Luke, who has no last name. Say hello to the nice folks, Luke. Hello, nice folks. Oh, that was so lively. Luke, you are a walking bastion of inspiration. Well, here's the thing. Someone's got to be better than you. Oh, man, and you are it. You are it. Welcome to a show where we're horrible to each other. Do you want to hear a bunch of negativity for an hour? I sure do. Yeah. Shut your face. Um, So, Luke, uh, I am so excited. Let me just say this, okay? This is completely unscripted as two white men in their 30s. Um, I am so excited about your wedding, uh, but I think – I'm more excited about the potential of your bachelor party. I forgot. So, okay, there's there's some backstory to this. So we have a group of uh, good buddies from school. We all chat on a WhatsApp app, which I highly recommend. It's it's great. It was bought for like a billion dollars, right? <laughs> oh, Luke, you're so cute. Facebook bought it for $19 billion. $19 billion. Oh, I'm sorry. One I app for $19 billion. Wow. That's very uh, Dr. Evil-ish. Well, you know, the reason why I bought it is because it had 450 million users, and it got there in like two years, whereas Facebook hit that after like 10 years. So they thought, oh, these people are growing like crazy, and people don't want to use Facebook Nearly as much, you know, like the growth curve. So mm-hmm. they found something else. So they bought up Instagram for like $3 billion and have done nothing with it. And then they bought uh, WhatsApp and have done nothing with it. <laughs> so Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, and they bought that VR thing, Oculus Rift, and have nothing, done nothing with it. So just interesting. Anywho, so... Uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, when will you ever learn? I think he's ahead of the scan of the uh, thing when it comes to learning. Um, but oh no, he's fine. He's he's good. He's fine. He's good. It's just the twins that are in trouble. Those are some good looking twins. They are. Um, but no. So you're you're on our WhatsApp chat with our friends. Going back to that, um, I created an image of you that I sent to everyone, and I think we can make a short film called Luke is the last bachelor i am you are i mean out of our group of friends of course that's one thing i I think really the two most anticipated weddings of our college days happened in what november when jaeger got married yeah and then you yeah because we're kind of we're the last ones it's not just that you're the last ones it's that there's something about you guys that's a little interesting it's that we're the two people who could never figure anything out and kind of did (laughs) and stumbled ass backwards into life and now you have (laughs) awesome women in your lives you're making millions of dollars (laughs) well it is funny that our friend jaeger uh maybe Uh, i shouldn't even say this but he is just (laughs) is so delightfully rich that's not where I was going with that at all. I promise. That's not what I was thinking until you said that. Oh. Like, Ugh. That's all I think about is his money. <laughs> well, his parents' money. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. But Thomas is such an awesome guy that um, I asked him to be the godfather of our, of our son. You son of a bitch. Yep, not you. You want to know <laughs> why? 
You want to know why? Because Adam put you in his wedding, and he didn't put me or John. So this is the way I'm getting back at you. <laughs> Listen, just because you were a reader at Adam's wedding and I was the best man doesn't mean that I'm better than you. It's a lot of other things. As well. <laughs> it's not just that. And I'm not going to admit that as being <laughs> true. So I just chose Thomas <laughs> to be my godfather. Not, not, not even the kid's godfather. My godfather. I'm repurposing my godfather. How many times do you think one of us when we so okay when we were in college we were in a Catholic frat called a household and ours was called uh, can we say it yeah it was a- AMDG and we had these things where we would like talk about our lives and stuff and blah blah, blah and just try to share grow grow in holiness through just being open about what was going on. How many times do you think you and I cried throughout our four years of college? In, within the context of AMDG and detox, yeah, or, or just or, in general, just anything. Let's not do in in general. Let's be a little bit too high <laughs> of a number. How much did you cry, man? I don't think I <laughs> cried that much. But when you did, you cried. I just get it all. <laughs> You get a, you get all weepy, but you get that weepy all the time. When I cry, I, it pours. <laughs> it comes the depths, the tidal wave, depths of your soul. Um, this is not interesting to anyone. Okay, sorry. Um, moving on from our uh, estrogen-filled college years. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Catholic frat, and by frat, I mean sorority. <laughs> Anywho, hey, so Luke, had- why don't you tell the good people um, how much? Or how how epic your bachelor party is going to be? What are we going to do? Are we going to play chess? I mean, uh, let's do the Franciscan way. We're going to go bowling. Well, clearly, we're going to have a drinking game along with the Family Guy. No, um, <laughs> that, that was clearly. college drinking game with Family Guy. There you I go. That's pretty much all that we would do. And theology. Yep. Um, oh gosh. So, are we sorry, not, do, just, are we not no, doing anything for your bachelor party? <laughs> no. Hold on a second. I just got a. I just got a Facebook message that threw me off completely. Um, was it from an right. ex-girlfriend? No, it was not, but that did happen recently. Um, <laughs> should not have that on the podcast. <laughs> well, I'm not editing it. I already told you. <laughs> no, you did it. No, I mean, it, it was not anything on my... It just, like, she was like, hey, look at this thing. I was like, hey, okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> Fuck God, you are so broken. You are so broken. Your history. You will never not even the redemption of Jesus Christ can free you from your past. You have made some poor decisions, my friend. Some poor decisions. I didn't even ask for it. Like what what do you do? It just kinda comes Luke, up. Luke, when you break up with someone two or three times, okay, that means you're learning. When you break up with someone 40 or 50 times, that's when you know there's a dysfunction and you just got to run. Luke, you got to run. God gave you wings to fly, little birdie. Fly. And here's the thing is this was a two-way street. Like as 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 much as it's fun for me to pull the whole – Crazy ex-girlfriends story stuff, and I have a lot, and it spans multiple girls. The common denominator <laughs> in all you. Of this is me. I don't understand. I'm not addicted to drama, but everyone I date is addicted to drama. 
I just like, come on. Oh gosh, I'm tired of it. Um, <laughs> like there are times I have to like calm myself down with Aaron, just go like, because I feel like I'll get like real, like, like, um, hyped up. And I, and she's just like, what are you doing? Like, why are you so upset? I'm like, okay, you're not going to fight me about this now. How do I handle this? Yeah. Wait a second. Wait a second. It's not going to come to fisticuffs. This is a first. <laughs> I have an intelligent human being who wants to engage with me. Are you telling me that it's not normal for people to take their bags, stomp, stomp out of a house and say, I'm never coming back here again? No, that's normal for a relationship. That's totally. <laughs> totally that, normal. To, totes norms. Totes I'm not norms. saying that I've ha- had that happen in two separate relationships. Anyways, where are they uh, taking their bags? Like their well, book bags out of no. your out of your dorm room or something? Those those were two things that were long distance. <laughs> so like I oh, was visiting one time and she was visiting one time and yeah. That's the, Oh man, Luke, I feel like we should just stop our show and literally <laughs> re we should pivot. That's a that's a Silicon Valley term. We should pivot and we should pivot the entire point of this show to talk about your exes. <laughs> and we'll call it what's that one show with that one guy that did the movie with the thing the thing oh, you know uh, the thing the thing is I, I know what you're talking about i think do you really the the x's the battle all my x's yeah yeah, yeah. scott um, pilgrim yeah, Boom. scott pilgrim great movie uh, it was a little awkward but uh yeah so awesome. thinking about all the what was this scott pilgrim versus the world or scott, something scott pilgrim against the world or scott pilgrim versus the world something like one that one of those two things i thought I, it was awesome i think we should call it Scott uh, Luke Pilgrim versus the world because we're not allowed to say your last name because you are an anonymous person. Who am I? I don't know. The Luke the on Twitter, which is <laughs> uh, the, the Luke the. Oh, sorry, the Luke the. You should put die Luke die. That's funnier. No, because I don't want to seem. Listen, I w- I went through plenty of emo phases in my life. I'm out of it completely. There's no need to act like I'm a 13 year old girl anymore. Besides okay. when I listen to Taylor Swift. <laughs> There's no need. I say you're too late. <laughs> you want too many dates. All right. Uh, we actually do have a purpose for what we are talking about here. And what are we talking about today, guys? Today, we're going to talk about morality and TV shows. Morality at the movies. Or TV. Damn it. <laughs> Gomer, do you enjoy Don Draper? Don Draper. I do. I do. I do, It too. is the worst... I, I, yes, I do. When I watched the first season of Mad Men, the first episode of the first season, have you seen the first episode of the first season? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so the whole thing is him sleeping with these women and all this, like, rampant drunken debauchery and Madison Avenue fanciness. And then at the very end, it's been like two or three days, at the very end, he stumbles home and he goes into his kid's room and then he goes into his bedroom where he's, and you find out he's married and you're like, Oh, oh, this is awful. Oh, it's so gross. Because, like, you you know, that, I mean, that was kind of the point of the show is, like, this man is a total philanderer, you know, all this stuff. But I love the show. I stuck with it. My wife, who hated Breaking Bad because she didn't want to watch a good man get destroyed, uh, she loves the show. Do you like it? You're, are you a Madman fan? I'm, I'm obsessed. You're obsessed? I, I think it's the... I have not watched Breaking Bad. I started to watch those two on Netflix, and I had to make a choice and Mad Men won. I understand why people like Breaking Bad. I'm sure that it may indeed be 
a television, it may be a better television show, but Mad Men won my heart. I love it. I and I love where it's at right now because it's very um English. It's very I mean everything in that show has a purpose. Yeah. Everything from the from the colors of the characters' outfits to character positioning, uh, it's just genius. I I think it's such a good show. Now, Breaking Bad is like that as as well. I just I think I just enjoy the style of Mad Men more. Yeah, can you, can you believe it's been out since two thousand and seven? Oh, Mad Men. Yeah. Wow. I, I love the arc of Don Draper. I love. Um, I love what he's becoming. I don't love what he what he was and what he went through, but I like it, it's all it's it's almost. I think it's going to end up an ugly redemption. I'm so ticked off right now. Why? Because I haven't seen season seven at all, mm-hmm. and then on IMDb, I just brought it up. <clears throat> it says most recent episode, and then it. I Why just did read. You do that? I read Why? three words. Why? I didn't mean to. I read three words, and it's two names. And as soon as I saw that, I said, "Oh, so that's how everything happens in season after season six. No, I, I wouldn't know. You've got to. I'm closing right. out of that crap. So, anyways, let's let's. Well, actually, b- before we start, what are the besides the glory that is Mad Men? Man, plus I just love how they drink. It's so great <laughs> all the time. It's just so fantastic. I know. I don't understand why my pastor won't let me have a tray so I can make an old fashioned anytime I want during the day. I just should have a tray. You know, I have an administrative assistant. She's not my secretary. She reminds me of that every day. But I have an admin <laughs> assistant. Why can't she also be the person who pushes a cart of alcohol? Into my office after I get done with a quote unquote client. I watch that show and I just think my grandparents were the shit. <laughs> I look at that and all the chain smoking they do, and I say to myself, What have we become as a nation? No wonder we haven't put a man on the moon since the 60s. <laughs> I mean, because so my. Or 70s. <laughs> Um, my mom's parents would have are like Pete Campbell's age, pretty much. Oh yeah, maybe a little bit older, like a Ken Cos Cosgrove. You know, not quite as old as Don as Don uh, Don Draper. Not quite the age of a little bit older than all the hippies. Yeah, yeah, kind of, a little. So, but anyways, long story short, um, what I just think this show is great. What other shows? Are you watching? Uh, okay, so here's the deal. Uh, so Breaking Bad downed it all, loved it all. Watched that alone because my wife refused to watch it with me. Um, I loved it. Um, uh, Walking Dead is something that I purchase and subscribe to via iTunes um, through my Apple TV. So I have uh, – so it airs on Sunday night, and at f- about 4 a.m., I get a little email from Apple saying, your new episode is ready to download. And so I come down, sometimes I'll wake up a little extra early, come downstairs before the kids get out of bed, and I'll enjoy an episode. But usually I'll watch it like that night. You Um, got Erin hooked on that because she watched it because of me. Because we watched the whole first season? Yeah. When you, yeah. Yeah, I I got Luke, I I was there for what, 48 hours, and I made you binge watch (laughs) Walking Dead. And then all your 
incredibly wonderful roommates in Denver were they were like, oh, this show. And then they just lingered behind the couch halfway in the kitchen watching it. And then eventually they just got a glass of water and sat down and watched it with us. You remember that? That was so funny. That was It was kind of like – that honestly was like a – for a brief span of time, college 2.0 right there. Just <laughs> sitting there doing nothing going, yep, another one. Laying on um, a couch. Uh, so lazy that you didn't move when other people came into the room that they had to sit on the floor. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, like uh, okay, uh, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Daddy's not moving. But yeah, so Walking Dead, I'm a huge fan of Walking Dead. Do you ever watch uh, Talking Dead with Chris Hardwick? No, I don't. I should. Drizaldi, uh yells at me for not. I kind of got him. I don't know if he still does, but I think I may have got him hooked at least for a little bit on to the Nerdist podcast. Yeah. That's why yeah. I started to watch that. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. To. It's awesome. Okay, so that's uh, Walking Dead. That's the, But then here's the other thing that I watched. So I hated Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I forced myself to watch it because it ties into the Marvel timeline. So I was not excited Season one was just painful. Season two was a lot better. And then this second half of season two, which is they only have a couple episodes, is much, much better than oh, good. the first half of season two. So oh, it's just getting better and better. But still this ongoing hokiness that uh, – see, so here's the deal. The reason why TV isn't as successful is because there's, this, there's these elements of hokiness and I'm forced to string you along because, dang it, our contract's for 22 episodes – which is so stupid that they need to stop that. It's so painful. Model. But then you have the shows that are phenomenal that are, I mean, just amazing, generally are not 22, 24 episode shows, such as Mad Men, Breaking Bad, and Walking Dead. Those really, are 10 or 12 mm-hmm. episode seasons. Yeah. Or maybe they'll get a little bump here and there, but that, that's generally what they are. So you can develop one storyline or a couple storylines really, really well. You can get into the characters really, really well, but you don't feel like it's being artificially stretched out. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I felt like by the end of season one, I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I feel like the thing that keeps Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on track is the movies. Because the movies are like, oh, now we just had yeah. four or two happen, so now you got to deal with that crap, and then oh, now we had Captain America two happen, so now you got to deal with that. And but that was so cool at the end of season one. And speaking of, I want to if 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 it's okay with you, I'm going to kind of tie this into our overall point. Yeah, the end of the first, the end of the first season of Agents of Agents of Shield. I had such. It was the strongest a reaction I've ever had while watching a TV show right next to what do you think? Uh the comeback of Family Guy in season four. Oh, that was so disappointing. I know. Uh no, obviously Game of Thrones. Yeah, I love, I mean, me, okay, it's, can I tell you my Game of Thrones intro story? Oh, yeah, please. How I got addicted to it. Okay, so being a nerd and listening to nerd podcasts, Game of Thrones, so this is probably by the time, yeah, books were out for years, I mean, they've been out since mid-90s, but season one has already aired on HBO and everyone's going fanatic for it. Um and I never listened to it, never watched it, never read the books, never listened to it, never read the books or, or watched it. And um, But I hear everyone talking about it. So one day I go on my Apple TV and I say, I'm going to watch episode one. And I know nothing about it. I just know it's like a medieval drama 
but I'm hoping, like, you know, they have the, like, the Tudors and the, you know, Spar- Spartacus, you know, all these period pieces that are supposed to be awesome, and I don't like them at all. So, uh, uh, so I go on to Apple, and it says that you can buy the season. So I say, oh, man, well, everyone's saying this is amazing. I'm a nerd. I'll like this fantasy stuff. So I go and I buy season, and then I go and I hit play, and it doesn't do the normal, like, press menu to go back or play to watch it now. Instead, it, it like, takes me back to the screen. I'm like, wait, what the heck? And then I noticed at the bottom corner it said pre-season purchase or pass or whatever. And I realized that they, the show wasn't going to air on iTunes. I couldn't download it for, like, four months. But they, it, it felt, I felt like I got duped of the way that it was displayed within my Apple TV. Like they were hiding that this mm-hmm. was just a preseason thing. And so I got pissed off. So I went and illegally downloaded all 10 episodes. <laughs> okay. That's the 21st century way of getting back at a, at a major corporation. Exactly. I still get the content. You get no money. But I'd already paid them for the money. So that's why I did it. I didn't feel bad that I was stealing from them because I didn't – this is how I justified it in my brain. I wasn't stealing from them. Yes, I was not cooperating with their timeline, but I felt like they didn't advertise that well enough to me. <laughs> so I went and I'm like, I, I paid for it. I'm more than happy to pay for it. So I go and I watch episode one. And there is a handful of nudie scenes in there because it's HBO and the people that run or make these production decisions are 13-year-old boys going through puberty just thinking about boobs all the time. Um but uh, so I watched first episode, you know, you're like, okay, whatever. This wasn't horrible in terms of like graphic display. And then you get to like episode three and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. So I turn it off and I, um, and I had told my wife that I was watching the show, but you know, I do not want pornography in my life. Uh, you know, that was a fun high school thing and college thing. Like, this is a struggle that lasted for years, you know, uh, creepy mm-hmm. people showing you stuff when you're a little kid and didn't know any better. Yeah. And so um, for me, I did not want to go down that road. So what better way to keep yourself accountable? I told my wife, I'm like, hey, honey, there's this show. I don't know if you'll like it. It's this medieval drama thing. It takes place on a different planet. But uh let do you want to watch it with me game of thrones she's like i've heard people talk about that so we watch episode one again episode two um and then i just basically i used her to hold me accountable right and so that's what we did but then we got an idea no it's a freaking awesome idea because i'm a genius but then we got to this one season or this one episode where you can it's like four or five i don't know Somewhere in the first half where you can, you know, like usually with iTunes, right, you you have the little remote on the Apple TV. You push down and it shows you the chapters and you can just skip to the next chapter. Yeah. And so generally a sex scene ends a chapter. I don't know why that happens, but that's typically how it goes. So I mm-hmm. skip to the chapter and – or I'm fast-forwarding. That's what it was. I was fast-forwarding through it. And I realized the guy is giving exposition in the middle of this, like, very graphic sex scene. And so if I wanted the exposition – I had to have the sex scene. So what I did was I turned it off and I told Shannon, uh, you know what? I'm just going to go get the book and then I'll find that section and then we'll start over from there. So I downloaded the book on my iPhone. I read all five books on my iPhone screen. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I read everything on my iPhone. I read really? everything. Oh, hey, Wait, did you have the iPhone 5? Uh, at the time, I had a 4. Oh. Yeah, I read everything on my – now I have a 6, but I read everything on – my iPhone. And so I went and I bought it. And of course, none of that stuff is even in the book. 
I mean, the books are. I've read the first two books. They are. They are pretty sexual. Yeah. Oh, they but, have. But the, I mean, yeah, they it, definitely yeah. have that. But the great thing about a book is you just skip to a paragraph and it's done. Yeah. It's you true. know, and, and you don't even and you don't lose anything, right? Because you can look for, you can scan the page for quotes where people are talking. You know, yeah. and so I went through, and of course, there's HBO invented a character called Roz the Whore. And uh, like all this different stuff. And I'm like, no, this sucks. But um, yeah, so I read those books and me and everyone at my church read the books. And and we watched the episode at my old church where I used to work. Um, me and a couple of people on staff used to go into my office and I had a, I had a like a 50-inch TV on my desk. It was kind mm-hmm. of a joke next to my computer. And I would connect my computer to this TV and I would run – the file, the downloaded file, onto the TV, and we would sit there and we would all watch the episode together. And then we were like, "Oh, here comes the bird part, or the naked part," and then we'd skip it. And we, it was beautiful. But um, and so everyone at, that I worked with, we had all read up to like book three. That's when they started getting really long. Uh, but the funny thing was, I got an email. I received ten emails from a lawyer notifying me that the MPAA. <laughs> has discovered that I have illegally downloaded these shows and I must halt all of this and not share them and stuff. Now, whenever I illegally down something, download something, I make sure that whatever BitTorrent thing I'm using doesn't, to the best of my ability, I'm a leech. I just steal from people and I don't share <laughs> because I feel too guilty. Like, I feel like I've justified the reason why I'm listening to this thing. Yeah. Right? Like, so for instance, when I was a youth minister, I pirated so much music illegally <laughs> because I got to understand youth culture, but I don't want to contribute. You know, some of these <laughs> bands give to Planned Parenthood. So I need to know. This is before YouTube is the center. You know, YouTube is the center of music discovery for yeah. teenagers oh, yeah. and, you know. I almost said middle-aged people, but I meant to say middle schoolers. It's what MySpace was in like in 2005 to 2009-ish. It's a little bit better than MySpace in 2005. It's a little bit better than MySpace back then. Well, well of course it's better than that. <laughs> I'm just saying in terms of how people discover music, though. Yeah. It was um, – no, but, you know, yeah, because I had the um, – you know, I, I think that all plays in like how we consume con- – you know, how we consume the content – what content we consume. And you have to be real honest with yourself and say, am I in a place where I can justifiably skip over this stuff? You know, without saying, because in college, it was very easy to say, oh, you wouldn't eat. And I'm, I have a friend who I, I love this guy. And this is, and I'm not trying to, this is not uh, me condemning him at all. But I remember he gave up Dave Matthews band and, uh, his thing was you wouldn't eat a brownie if it had like a piece of shit in it. A little bit of poop. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's a that's a good point, but what you know? And I just and I always struggled with that, and and I really wanted to respect him and his journey. I think I think that was that 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 was good for him at the time. But um, do you remember when we would go to Cross Creek, which was the greatest bar in the entire world? Uh, you basically go through about. 10 minutes of the most dark back back like windy roads ever and you and you basically end up at a bar that's like two trailers um mm-hmm. what song would we always play by our good friends in limp biscuit do you remember 
What would we play? We would play the song with him and DMX and Method Man and Red Man. And <laughs> uh, uh, together now? Yeah. No, 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 no. It was no. the um, it was like the Rolling Rolling oh. mix, <laughs> and it just ends with like Fred Durst going this shit like that, just screaming it. And it was I always thought it was kind of they like, had like a cool little beat thing too. It was just a fun, stupid song to play to play. At the bar, and we and we would usually play it before everyone. Yeah, we would play it because we got to the bar early and closed it down. Do you remember when we were there? We were there one time from six o'clock at night till two in the morning. That is eight hours. That's a work day, my friend. (laughs) We spent a work day (laughs) at a bar just filled with like with one no windows, two tons of cigarette smoke, and just hot wings and beer. Yeah, but tell the good people how much those hot wings cost. $0.25, cents, $5 for a pitcher. I would take a $20 bill and be like, oh, this is plenty. This includes <laughs> gas, money, and tip. <laughs> it was crazy uh, $20. Hey, can I just um, take everyone back to Limp Biscuit real quick, my all-time favorite band? Um, <laughs> that one time on, on – uh, what's the video hits one? VH1. They called it the Metal – uh, hokey pokey. What is a hokey pokey? Yeah, the metal hokey pokey. <laughs> move in now, move out. Hands up now, hands down. Back up, back up. Tell me what you gonna do now. Breathe in now, breathe out. Hands up now, hands down. Back up, back up. Tell me what you gonna do now. Keep, Keep rolling. rolling. And actually, it is the heavy metal. Uh, sorry, the new metal hokey pokey. So, <laughs> anyways, we would play this song, and honestly, it was just such a fun time in our lives of fun thing to do. and just a stupid f- i mean i don't think that band has any artistic value at all i don't think How that they you? even remotely uh, uh, represent anything that is true good and beautiful but it's still just a catchy fun thing and i'm i'm and in my mind they'd be like look we're all 21 22 we can like like it's like going down in the bourbon street there's some horrible stuff on that street, but there's some amazing, awesome places as as well. And I don't think we always have to just throw away the good part about it because there's some bad stuff that's that's there. We I think as you mature in and I, I don't think it's appropriate for everyone at all times, but I think there is a thing to be said that as you mature and grow up in Oh, your faith, you kind of have to own it and be able to have that. You have to really have that uh, self-control to say, I'm going to enjoy this because it's good, but not this. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, well, here's the deal when it comes to media discernment. Number one, you need discernment. You need to be able to grow in your artistic sensibilities to understand why um, why you like something that you like. Now, for instance... Uh, there are periods in people's lives where they go through the <laughs> very stu- post-Stupenville conference reaction where you rip and break up all your CDs. And how many times did you do that, Luke? Twice? Um, I did not actually do that, but I had a friend who definitely. Oh, I thought you had a trash bag story. You didn't have the trash bag story? No, well, okay. So all my friends, we there's like a thing where you go and you're like, yeah, you're right. Garbage in, garbage out. So you rip up all your music that. Yeah. You know, and then you start listening to Trading My Sorrows and you convince yourself that it's good music when, in fact, it's not. It's not good music. Um, I had one guy say he was a musician. He's like, I believe 
trading my sorrows is the anthem of youth ministry. I was like, oh my God. And that's why I hate you and I'm leaving. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm so opinionated. But um, what we end up doing is we pigeonhole ourselves as Christians into a subculture that is irrelevant to everything else. And we do this necessarily because we know that the larger culture does not support the morals or the faith that we have. But by subordinating ourselves into a subculture, we're not being a light to the culture, right? We're sitting there, and the thing is, we lower our standards for our subculture. You don't believe me? His name is Kirk Cameron, and he makes crappy movies. He is the best actor in all of those movies, and that is saying a lot. Okay, so when you watch those Christian movies, they are all awful. They are all awful. We need to make them stop. Right. But at the same time, I understand what they're doing. Right. What are they doing? They're trying to make you know, what is the uh, fun for the whole family. Right. They're yeah. trying to make movies that have a, a that serve a biblical message um, that get that are clean and moral. And the bad guys are bad guys. The good guys are good guys. You know, like kind of that old timey feel that Hollywood used to have. But um, now it's just antihero. Everyone's the antihero. But um but I think the problem with that is, number one, it ignores a lot of the good that's already out there. And mm-hmm. it just covers it in this blanket by saying there's a little bit of poop in the brownies. You know, you wouldn't eat if there's just a little bit of poop. That's not the same thing as saying there is sin inside, you know, even the glorification of sin inside of a story. Therefore, don't read the story. Because as you mature, you can say, like, I mean, part of growing up is interacting with that which is not of God and realizing it, realizing that beauty is beauty. It's not ugliness, realizing that art for beauty's sake is more important than art for just self-expression, right? Um, That uh, truth and goodness and beauty matter. But this is the thing that ticks me off. Seeing their opposites also matters, right? So for instance, Mm, I had a friend, I had a buddy who uh, I wrote on my MySpace page in 2005. I wrote uh, favorite movies, Godfather 1, Godfather 2, and then a bunch of other stuff. And I didn't put Godfather 3. And my friend actually called me up and said, listen, I really got to talk to you. I think you need to put Godfather 3. And I said, well, I'm I'm not because it's awful. I hate it. So, So, Okay, really quick. Who marries their cousin? Italians. Apparently, <laughs> I'm sorry, Italians. Uh, like it's so. St- it was the worst. It was the worst. Go on. Sophia never should have been in that movie. Ugh. Andy Garcia should have toned it down a bit. Should have toned it down a bit. The movie should just not have been made. Well, okay. So this is what it, what he said to me. He said, and I said, why do I have to have that? It's not a good movie. And he said, well, number one, it is a good movie. It's decent. It's not horrible. And I'm like, and then and then he said. And it shows the redemption of Michael Corleone that he, you know, he gets out, goes to confession, all that stuff. Um, and it, that's his redemption. And I said, yeah, but the movie sucked. And he said, yeah, but what you're saying is, and you are now as a youth minister, and this is back when it was 2005, he say, he's like, you're saying to everyone, I love these movie, movies that glorify sin, death, and darkness. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, listen, this is the way you got to think of it. Sometimes we see the light more clearly when we look at the darkness that surrounds it, right? Mm-hmm. The the what you can talk about glorifying it and all this stuff. The most of the stuff that happens in Havana kind of 
weird, sketchy stuff. But um, in the Havana scenes of Godfather too. But mm-hmm. the um, the evilness is never portrayed as something other than self destructive. Like you're watching the destruction of Michael Corleone, and in the second movie, he has his spoiler alert. He has his brother murdered. Right, and that's in Godfather Part Three, where he goes to confession to this priest, and the priest just keeps saying, "And then, and then, or yeah. what else? What else?" And he eventually leads to the confession of his having his brother killed. The whole thing is, number one, I'm an adult and I can understand these things, and but number two, I don't like it because I, I'm not I'm not like soaking up the fact that. Um, you know, what's his name got shot in the eye while he's getting a massage during his son's baptism. But oh, it was uh, an incredible scene when mm-hmm. you hear the words of the priest, you reject Satan, all his pomps and wicks and empty promises. And Michael Corleone saying, I do, I do. And every time Michael Corleone's acts of violence are happening, Mo Green, happening throughout, Green. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> happening throughout the city. I made my bones when you were in high school. Wow. What a coincidence. Cause I really did when you were in high school. Um, but no, so the whole, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the fact that as adults, we can understand what's going on, but there is an artistic element that is like, wow, that's the contrast between him lying about being the godfather and saying all these, you know, lies. He's literally doing the works of Satan while he's standing in a Catholic church, watching his godson get baptized and mm-hmm. saying that he rejects all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. I think this is. You can now, and now here's the difference. Here's the difference, right? Uh, it's, I feel like someone could then turn around and say, "Oh, so you can learn about more about love by looking at pornography," you know, because you're you're looking into the darkness. That's not at all what I'm talking about. What do, what do you think about that? How would you respond, Luke? Um, discussion, not instruction. <laughs> mm. Sorry, I. How do I respond to that? That's 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 a really good uh, that's a really good question. So when you look at a pornography, you're doing it to become aroused. Like that's like your point. Like you're you're you are are partaking to you know it's um it's 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 I mean the the whole from start to finish is is wrong. And not good, and it's and it is coming from a bad place. When you watch a film like that, even though you are being ex- exposed to bad things, you're not going to watch that film with the intention of glorifying or enjoying those bad things. It's 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 like why I don't think Harry Potter is evil because th- the magic in those films doesn't come from a bad place. It's actually, it is neutral and it's all about how the people go about using it. That's what's important, which is applies to almost everything in our own lives. And so I really think it comes down to with, now I don't think you can watch a pornography for its artistic intention. um, Cause I don't think that there is anything like that there. I think it, I think that goes, it, 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 you know, it, it does cross that, it does cross a a line into um, it ends up like using the people that are that are acting in those quote unquote like films, and it is um, it is a degrading to everyone in it. It is degrading to everyone involved with it. But I think with a film like like 
the Godfather. I think you're 100 right. He's trying to pick a point. Listen, this stuff is horrible, and he and he and he uses Italian culture and and he uses uh, the mob to tell a story of like what evil does and what evil actually can look like. You know, because to to uh, Coppola, that film was about is a story about a king and his prince son. So that's how he viewed that that's that that uh, that like film and shows like what power um, can do to a person. And because it, it's a very slow transition that um, the character like Michael has. Well, I mean, it's, it's well, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little bit uh, too in depth there. I mean, there there is absolutely a point where he starts to change that's a pretty big plot uh plot uh, yeah. plot point but his you know change from the uh, beginning till till the end is is an extremely radical change yeah and so anyways long long story short i think it comes down to what is your intention when you watch those films if you enjoy watching the mob kill people that's wrong if you're interested in in italian culture and in the dynamics of the mafia i don't think that is necessarily bad i think it can be it can become bad but i don't think it's i don't think that that is inherently wrong you know like i one of the things that i really enjoy of about like Mad Men is i love the suits i love all of the outfits that everyone wears i love the drinks that everybody drinks i think that culture is very just cool and and it is extremely interesting there's also some horrible stuff as 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 well and i think for the most part it does a good job of showing how horrible it is but it just comes down to your intent you know if you watch that show because you like to see don draper like have um have sex with like women who are not his wife that's messed up and wrong mm-hmm and I think that can be a temptation for uh, some people. And I and and you know I do know uh, some people who who stopped watching Mad Men because they found that they started to root for Don while he was doing bad stuff. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And and they said, you know what? And and you know, like, and like these are really good people who I think we would all say are outstanding Catholics. And I think that's just if that if that happens, you kind of have to stop. I don't think there's anything. You know, I don't. Uh, I wouldn't say that that's bad. In fact, I I would. I would applaud them for that. I just don't know if we can hold all of us to those same standards because the way that I watch Mad Men, I promise you, is probably pretty different than about half to 80% of the people who watch that show. I watch it for, you know, I'm... You watch it for the suits. Well, in another life, I'm a film major. (laughs) <laughs> and it's, there are things in there that I really, you know, I just watched an episode last, last, last night and something, it was the one where the, like the old lady dies and there's a drama with Don and his, and his daughter's right after, um, his wife gets a divorce. I'm sorry, gets remarried after their a divorce. Yeah. And so then his daughter, um, she sneaks away and goes to his office in Manhattan and, and it's basically the, um, a dynamic between him and his daughter and a girl that he is currently seeing with, with his secretary who eventually becomes his wife. Yeah, yeah. And I, and if, and, and you see how they 
build how they like build that arc and what that tells us about. And I, I just think that you just, mean like the scene where the little girl at the end trips and the secretary yeah. girl picks yeah. her up and is super kind and gentle, whereas his ex wife would have just yelled at her for being yeah. stupid and clumsy. And, and the girl that he is like that he is currently seeing can't be either of those. Oh yeah, the she psychologist could, or whatever. Yeah, but she does have blonde hair. She's a little bit like um, like um, Betty. She is an she's an improvement, but she is not she is not enough. And why I love that show is I feel like I'm watching that show with that type of interest. That's what art is, and that makes me a. I feel like that makes I. My life is more enriched by having watched that through that kind of a lens. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, um, to go back to the original question, um, unlike you who told every plot detail that has ever happened with Mad (laughs) Men. Sorry. uh, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, Spoiler horn. (laughs) um, I think that (laughs) – I think that – I think that the difference between – I don't think I'm papering over. I don't think I'm rationalizing my media choices. I think sometimes I can do that and say, oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I'm trying to think of a show. Uh, you know, I think a lot of us have like guilty pleasure shows that aren't really filled with content that is meaningful or beautiful or just makes you think. It's just pure bubblegum, you know, type stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't watch any of that type of stuff, but my wife does. And that's why we don't get along. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's like her taste in her taste in music is awful too. Um, but uh, I'll edit that out. Um, I think the difference between <laughs> no edits in this podcast, Gomer. Dang it, that's right. Um, I think the difference between pornography and watching The Godfather, um, where you see evil unfold, right? Is Mo Green didn't literally die; <laughs> the character died. Yes, uh, a squid that's, popped. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, squid popped. You know, fake blood came out of his eye and his glasses broke. But the actor that played him was not murdered. If I were to watch a television show, and sick freaks do that, where they watch, um, what is it, Faces of Death, where they watch real people really dying. That's messed up. Uh, that is that is the that is that is violent pornography right or that is pornographic violence that's um you know it's to me what the closest thing that comes to it is like it's the difference between watching the godfather where people get shot um where violence happens uh people get beat to death or something like that versus something like saw the movie the saws all the Mm. saw movies right Yeah, yeah yeah um where the violence is the point the violence is the whole reason why you watch those. It's not even a scary movie anymore, right? It's not just about, you know, the original Saw movie. I have friends who were youth ministers who were like, you got to watch this movie. It's sick, but it's good. Because it's about, like, making people realize the vapidness of their life. They take, He kidnaps a handful of people and mm-hmm. puts them in these absurd you know, torture traps and just makes you, makes them say like, you know, you have to saw off your leg if you want to be free or whatever like that. And, um, and these are people who are miserable sinners outside in the world. Um, but the idea is right. What, what is driving you? Like, I think the art that is behind the Godfather, the story that is being told is worth listening to. Um, but these other things are not. There are scary movies, horror movies that I think are worth watching. I am not. I don't do that stuff. I don't. I don't do any of that stuff. I think Halloween one, which I saw with my dad and my brother when I was like in middle school, um, 
it came on late one night on like TBS or something like that on Halloween, and we were like, let's just watch it. It wasn't really, it wasn't really that scary in terms of what I like. I thought it was going to be gory and all this stuff. It's not that, yeah. But it's like this good old fashioned like scare you thing. And the most conservative family I know, they're all like addicts to that type of stuff. They love scary movies and they rent them and watch them all the time. But they hate gory movies, right? So they're not going to watch House mm. of a Thousand Corpses by Rob Zombie. Yeah. Right? They're not going to watch anything by him, but they'll watch those jump out, scare you psychological thrillers. Oh my gosh. He's right around the corner. Why are you walking without a flashlight? You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That is, you know, even that I think is different because with pornography, number one, they're engaging in real life evil actions, right? They're not just glorifying it. They're actually committing sin doing it. Um, I think certain movies definitely engage in porn pornographic display, right? Um, that they the whole point of it is to bring arousal in you while you watch this. And I think one of the most dangerous things, if you remember Blockbuster, you remember that Blockbuster video? Wow, what a difference! Yeah, I think I remember Blockbuster Gilmore. <laughs> you have proven me wrong. Okay, so thank you so much. Um, that's a great jingle. But I remember as a little kid when we were looking for movies and then we couldn't find any new releases that we wanted, we'd walk through the back catalog, you know, the cheaper movies. And there was a section called drama. And when you walk through the drama section, about 50% of it was women in lingerie holding a gun or a knife behind their back. Right? And it's like, yeah, fatal desire <laughs> in a world of lingerie models with guns. I guess they live in Texas. But uh, <laughs> housewife gone mad. <laughs> Absolutely. That was, I mean, that was the 90s. Like, there was so Nicole many of them. Nicole Kidman. <laughs> and Richard <laughs> Gere. <laughs> no, those are the classy ones. Samuel Jackson. Stop I'll, it. I'll, I'll stop now. Stop. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, but those are those are the classy ones. I'm talking like the B-movie ones. Um, it was like, it was always like the same, like, handful of actors and actresses. But the idea was this that I didn't like. And I realized this from an early age. I think it was like a priest or someone giving a talk. Um, said, uh, one of the da most dangerous things you can do is when you start mixing sexual arousal with scenes of violence. And by diving into um, sexual arousal as such, that is pornographic material, in the middle of a movie that has violence what you're training your brain to do is to embrace both. And that's where you begin to foster a rape culture where, um, you know, they've done these studies where they'll take like 10 college students. Um, they'll take two groups of 10 college students and they'll make one group fill out this. They'll make the groups fill out these surveys and then make them watch pornography for two weeks every single day. Right. So it's an immoral study, but whatever. <laughs> and, uh, I do not condone it. Um, but at the end of the study, they found out that men and women both after saturating themselves with pornography, said that like basically downgraded the vileness of rape right they're like well you know because the what porn pornography did to them was skewed the entire point of sex and sexual relationships and intimacy mm -hmm. skewed it completely wrong so pornography itself not only is you're watching evil but it warps your mind into evil when i watched the godfather there was never probably maybe when i was in high school and i saw it for the first time that i thought it was cool but that's because i didn't understand it you don't understand the fall of Michael Corleone. You just think of yeah. his cool power moves and chess, you know, and all this stuff. How he stays ahead of his enemies and blah, 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 blah. How he kills Mo Green. That's awesome. But then as you get older and you mature into this art, you realize that there is 
truth about what they're saying, even though it still is a Hollywoodized thing, you know? Gunshots and shamrocks and shenanigans. I don't know. Man, I'm ranting again, aren't Dude, I? your answer was so much better than mine. I'm like, well, it's all about your intent and blah, blah, blah. And well, I do what it, I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, you are a little drunk. But you said the key point to me that stood out the most, which is if you watch that movie because you think the mafia is cool and you want to watch people get shot and killed, like, you got to start looking inward, buddy. You know, like, mm-hmm. um, there are movies which have, like, in the 90s, all those action movies, 80s and 90s, all those action movies with over-the-top kill scenes, like... Last um, action hero, go on. <laughs> oh, I hate that X guy that wears a raincoat. Um, no, the uh, like RoboCop, the first RoboCop movie. The, oh yeah, like yeah. you, they just went nuts with the squiddies that would burst and make it look like blood. Like it, it was just everywhere, and it was over the top, and you always had to kill the bad guy. And like, somehow like you went into the uh, film like 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 it was everywhere. <laughs> well, you know, I love RoboCop. Is what I'm saying, but and like, love that voice. In in a world, oh gosh, I gotta stop doing that. I do that all the time when I give talks to young people. No, to youth. you do, Luke. <laughs> Luke, Luke, how dare yes. you? Let's remember one simple fact: Nicholas Cage's real last name is Coppola, and he is related to Francis Ford yeah. Coppola. Let's just remember that. <laughs> okay, let's take that into our hearts. And think about the bees, and let's wrap this show up. So what do you think? What is your definitive conclusion? Should you watch Game of Thrones season uh, five or four? I don't even know what season it is. Season five? I think I five. think you have to do what one of those Greek people whose name is, is escaping me first. You have to know thyself. Oh, my God. I hate you so much right now that you don't know where that comes from. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> it is 12. 30. No, but I, I, I mean... It was written on the walls of the Oracle at Delphi. That's right, yeah. And Socrates adopted that as his motto. because the Oracle Socrates. Because t- the Oracle told him he is the wisest man on Earth. He didn't believe him, so he began going to the wise men of Athens saying, asking them questions, and thus inventing the Socratic method. And at the end of his life, he realized one thing. I am the wisest man because I know I don't know, which is one thing that I do know, and all these wise people think they know everything when they know nothing. So they suck. I know you know nothing, Jon Snow. No, um, ultimately, you, you have to. No, but you do, though. You really have to know it. Like, okay, I'm not going to let my high school kid watch Game of Thrones. College at Steubenville? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it is necessarily that bad. Like, I loved. I first watched The Godfather when I was in high school, but I was in 12th grade. I think I had already. I had already graduate i was that perfect age of like oh i want to know a lot more about the world now and i kind of have the tools to go about doing that and that's why i approached that film and i was like wow this movie is awesome and i'm glad that 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 i did it like that and i think there is stuff to be learned from a show like game of uh game of thrones plus that battle uh in the first season the uh you know um when uh, between the you know the huge one of the sea with all like of the fire and stuff and the green stuff is awesome. Season one, yeah, isn't it? It's season no, one or it's season it's two? The least season two. You're it talking about the Battle together. of Blackwater Bay? Yep, it's season two. It all blends together. Um, 
<laughs> so that's the point. Um, any TV shows we've not talked about that you would recommend for anyone to watch? Um, so me and my wife, our guilty pleasures is though their movies suck, their TV shows are so fun to watch. The DC comic ones, Arrow and uh, The Flash. Uh, okay, cool. I actually do need to uh, check this out. I have not done that yet. I would recommend Doctor Who because it's great. I have never watched. I watched one episode of Doctor Who where mannequins came alive. And yeah. I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever it's, seen. You've got to kind of stick with it. I think John has totally abandoned that because I tried to, I tried, uh, oh, I tried to get him, him into it. I have some friends out in Idaho that I, I actually got of them into it. We just had to sit down and watch all of them, and you get hooked. And well, it, you can't watch all of them. When Doctor, I mean, not okay, not all of them, but all of the of um, of the rebirth. And when does that start? Uh, 2005. It, 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 it went off the air in 89, uh, came back on in 2005. Because when Who's at its best, it's better than anything. I think. I think it's great. <laughs> when and, Who uh, is at its best, it is better than anything. It you is. You don't mean The Who. You mean Doctor Who. True. Of course, yeah. I, I was – I mean I'm not as into it as I used to be. I still really enjoy it. But when I was hardcore, I thought – it was when I, when I had a lot of time when I was in Idaho – thought it was amazing so good yeah so uh doctor who was my recommendation i enjoyed like sherlock um little when it drags it really drags oh it drags so much it's so british yeah but i mean again yeah that's that's what Stephen moffat does though like yeah so yeah as or is this at the end of it well i just i just think that you need to embrace the corniness of the DC movie, uh, the television shows, because they're on the best channel possible, which is the WB, whatever the is CW, the... CW on I'm the sorry. next CW. <laughs> we and... were once UPN. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a change. We only used to show black entertainment and now hot young white people only. <laughs> Remember Martin? Well, here's stuff that's definitely not Martin. Oh man. I loved Martin. Martin was one of my favorite all-time shows ever when I was when I was young. When that show I, was we watched it every single week as a family. We watched really? Martin. Oh man, I can quote you Martin. I love Martin Lawrence. I loved his stand-up which I wasn't allowed to watch but I did anyway. I I just <laughs> he was so I think he is so funny. I still think that South Park is one of the best shows ever. Ah, it, ah. South Park has good episodes. It's not a good show. No, I think it is. I think it is a great show. I think it is genius. I think and the I, guy is brilliant. Don't get me wrong. Guys, or two of them. Guys, I know, but it's all about the one guy. No, no, it's a pretty. I mean, have you seen Six Days? Yeah, it's amazing. Right, that's an awesome documentary. But the guy says it's all about the other guy. Like, <laughs> you know, they got a great team of writers and all this. I think it's funny. I've never watched an episode saying, "Well, that's not funny," but I just think like there's an element that grates on me, where, um, after a while, making fun of everyone and everything just loses its luster for me. You know, like. You know, when they're making fun of the Mormons, ha-ha. When they're making fun of Scientology, ha-ha. Then they start making fun of Catholics, and you're like, and then they make fun of, and you're just like, actually, you know what? Like, And I I understand. I understand. We need a place for satire. We need a place to call. You know, we take a lot of things too seriously, and that show is a phenomenal way to not take it seriously. But 
there's just they just go too far so many times <laughs> I that I can't. It's like Family Guy season four. You just or right now you but can't follow where they're going. It's so much. Sm- okay, so I won't watch any other things about a Catholicism, but they're. To me, they are satire at its absolute best. They can be a little bit a direct oh, oh, at times to where it's like not as satirical as perhaps uh, it could be. But I don't know. I just think it's so it's the only show that I feel like truly thinks for itself. And it really says, like, this is our world. This is our worldview. And it's pretty thought out. For the most part, you might not agree with it, but this is just what we think. And they don't go with uh, what's currently popular. And I, I just think I just think it's that they make some really great. It's it's, it's one of the few few of my shows that I that that I watch that has really challenged me on some of my uh, um, not a religious uh, beliefs, but just ideas on how society works and like what's what? important. Give me a for instance. Um, Put me on the hot seat. Their episode on the NCAA and how they go about doing sports is just and, and, and how that whole thing works is just brilliant. Oh, um, I never saw that. Their episode on I can't stand I can't stand this word, but the episode on the word like fag, I uh, I sorry, I just hate I hate that word. Um I think is inc- is incredibly interesting. Um just heartache and loss. The they do this one episode where the girl where there's this one girl, her name her name is Wendy, and um all of the girls start to change their profile picture on 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 like on Facebook they alter it to be like a really uh, attractive girl type of look thing, and so then all the boys start to date them based on what their profile picture like like what their profile picture is, and so she she tries to rail. Uh, she tries to reel against that and she just and she really has like no um support at all and she ultimately by the end of the show does change her picture it just shows how overwhelming it can be for girls to have to adhere to these insane standards of beauty yeah the photoshop episode yeah it's just hey, like Luke, i Luke, yeah. i want to introduce you to that very girl will you say hi will you say hi <laughs> kateri has come down the stairs and into my office Oh, a Kateri, what's up, buddy? She can't hear you because I have my headphones on. Oh, she doesn't. Luke, uh, Kateri, Mr. Luke is on the other line. If you say hi into the microphone, he'll hear you. (laughs) She's being all bashful. (laughs) I got to take her to bed. Oh, it's fine. All right, man. This was good. Hey, this is the best ending to the show. Luke, why don't you uh, close this out so I can take my little uh, monster night-night. You want to say night-night? Say night-night to Mr. Luke. You want to hear him in my ears? Hi, Kateri. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. Are you having a good night? Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. When are we going to hang out again? Mm, I don't know. You don't know? Okay, well, I... I hope that it is soon, okay? Okay, well, I have a new brother coming up. I heard. That is so much fun. What's his name? What's your new brother's name? His name is Thomas. I know. he, And he named him uh, 
Thomas, not Luke. That kind of bums me out. <laughs> She's smiling and laughing. All right, Luke, uh, I'll talk to you later. God bless everyone. All right. Yeah, man, you too. You Good can night. find me on Twitter at, at Lay Evangelist. Yeah, I'm going to go with that one. At Lay Evangelist. <laughs> Adios. All right. Good night. All right, guys. So uh, this has been a this has been another mind blowing episode of Catching Foxes. We probably said a lot of stuff that you don't agree with. Perhaps we said some stuff that you do agree with. But no matter what, uh, be involved in this uh, conversation with us. This does not end here. Um, we uh, by no means have provided all of the answers nor do i think we have all of the a definitive answer so please be involved with this conversation hit us up on twitter at c foxes podcast it's at the letter c foxes podcast i am at the luke the thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time bye